Episode 133 for April 2011. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. An example of their spider discounts for this episode is on Essential Spider-Man Volume 10. This one reprints Amazing Spider-Man number 211 to 230. The cover price is 20 bucks. Mail order has it for just $12.39, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Welcome back, gang. We're wrapping up the last of our question and answers from our message board. We start off this show with one from the user TNR105, and he aims a question my way about Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Brad, I've started picking up Ultimate Spider-Man trades to keep up with John Wilson's Teenage Wasteland podcast. I've enjoyed what I've read, but the whole point of Ultimate Spider-Man was to introduce a young, single, relatable Spider-Man to modern kit readers. However, now that Bland New Day has apparently brought that to the 616 universe, is there a purpose to the Ultimate anymore? The Ultimate Comics line now seems as lackluster as the Brand New, uh, brand new Day-verse. Um, the, it, it exists because it sells copies still. Once it goes to 10,000 issues, we're done. Uh, I don't see a point for the Ultimate Universe anymore. However, I, the Death of Spider-Man story was okay. It's the first potential I've seen in Ultimate Spider-Man in about three years. So I'm looking forward to uh, Bagley coming back. But uh, I, I think the Ultimate line has run its course. I think it's time to try something new. Because there's so much continuity in that 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 universe now that it's really hard to keep up. I can't keep straight to what X Men are dead, uh, what Magneto is doing. Is he dead? I don't know if he's dead. Well, Brad, uh, you you realize what they've done, right? They've created just another Marvel universe with so much. Well, well, back with the Ultimate Universe, all they all they did. That's where they first started doing all their extreme stuff. Yeah, but but they're doing that with with the regular universe now. It, it, it is the modern day 2099, in my opinion. That that line lasted. How long did that last? Ten years? Not even ten years. Five years, maybe? No, oh, God, no. It was like ten years. <clears throat> I don't know. But it, it's it's a more successful 2099 line than um, the actual 2099 line. Anyway, uh, let's see. JR, what's your stance on the age-old debate between Kirk and Picard? Also, what did you think of their first team-up in Generations? And how did you first react to Kirk's death when you saw it? <sighs> Yeah, I've been hanging on to answer this question. <laughs> okay. Uh, you survived the zombie and the road trips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Screw, all, screw all that Spider-Man shit. Let's get to the let's get to Star Trek now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, the uh, well, I, obviously, I'm a classic Trek fan. Okay, I mean, obviously. So my preference, unabashedly, unapologetically, and without reservation or competition, is James T. Kirk. But 
I liked Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard. Um, I thought, uh, you know, particularly after, I mean, the next generation had a very rough first couple of years when Gene Roddenberry, you know, was was half out of his mind and he was still in charge with all his stupid edicts and things of that nature. And and Captain Picard was running the Enterprise like a focus group rather than like a starship. But but once Roddenberry was out and yeah. Patrick Stu- and and Picard became more of a starship captain and and I I think it re- the show really took off and it was it was a gr- for a, for about two or three three years there it was a great show period it was a great show ran out of gas near the end um, so frankly I think you can like both Captain Kirk and Captain Picard different characters different actors different styles no problem unfortunately what happened what where, where everything to me, with the next generation era went wrong was generations. Why Rick Berman and Ronald Moore and Brandon Braga thought they had to kill off Captain Kirk and kill him off in such, in the stupid way that they did. Yep. You know, first of all, they, they had him be, I, I read the script for generations before the movie came out. Somebody, a friend of mine had uh, downloaded it <laughs> off the internet. And so I read it and, and Kirk was shot in the back by Soren. After saying the 24th century isn't so tough, and I just, yeah, I, I, I can't, I, I would be breaking the no f bomb rule if I described what I really thought about that. <laughs> and, and, and falling to his death, going after a TV remote, wasn't a whole lot better. Oh, uh, yeah, that why was... they felt they had to dispatch him that way, uh, to me, that was an insult. To me, that was that was Berman and crew. Uh, you know, uh, sticking you know sticking their finger up at the cl- the old fans. They were saying, "Screw you, we're in charge now. Uh, the next generation is is Star Trek. Your your guys are all old and and no more." Yeah, Rick, I was about to say, you know, uh, what movie, did, what crew did they remake in two thousand nine? But I really felt that was a middle finger. Uh, if they wanted to kill Kirk off, they should have done it. I think they could have done it. They could have still had a merging of the two universes but have it take place in the next generation future with spock and mccoy and have kirk die kind of like he did in shatner's novel by blowing up the borg or something but or or what if shatner saved the enterprise he was beamed on the the deck as the saucer section was beaming coming down he saved the crew which is logical, to, to, but, you know. Would it be logical for him to die with the ship? Exactly. Uh, you exactly. know, but, so, but it's like they they did it in the most stupid way possible. So from then on, I, I um, that that's kind of started my very, my bitterness toward uh, the the yeah. next generation era, which really pretty well never relented. So. I I read those Shatner books that came out where they resurrected them. Did you like them? I. It, they almost like well, you know, considering that they were written by um, they weren't written by Shatner, uh, they were pretty good. Uh, they, were actually, they were actually written by uh, I think the uh, Stevenses. Um, yeah, uh, I, Ira uh, and something. Uh, but uh, yeah. the, the 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 one the return where he comes back that actually is really good because you know you talk about uh, a continuity fanboy horse dream that is a continuity. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they just pull out all kinds of, of references and foreshadowings and throw in the Deep Space Nine crew, and yeah. and they make it that V'ger is that was actually a, a, a Borg, and yeah. uh, it, it's it's yeah. It, it, that, so that was, 
The only name? problem I had was where Shatner kicked Worf's ass in that book. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, that's no, no, no Worf, no, Worf would, uh, <laughs> Worf would dismantling pretty effectively. I, know. I, mean, um, not, I mean, come on. I mean, it'd be like fighting the seven foot giant lizard, you know? I mean, I'm sorry. You know, you're not going <laughs> to, you, you, you can't deck the seven foot giant lizard. You're not going to beat Worf either. So exactly. Um, we and actually J- had a Kirk versus, uh, versus a Chewbacca fight on Fight Club once. Wow. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, a Worf versus Chewbacca? No, no, a Kirk versus Chewbacca. Oh, uh, I, I, <laughs> anyway. Now, Jr., I know you said you had to go. Yeah, I've got a lot going on this week, and I got to uh, I got a bail. So, uh, well, it was fun. Fine, it's been fun, guys. I'll talk to you next month. All right, bud. Bye, Jr. Hey, yeah. Bye, Jr. Hey, Brad. Yeah, buddy. Um. When I went to go see Star Trek Generations, I saw it with another couple friends of mine. Uh, neither one of them were Star Trek fans. Yeah. And, and uh, I was. I was in the next generation and stuff. But we go to see it. And uh, at one point, you know, uh, you've got Kirk and Picard, and they're running all over the desert or whatever trying to stop Malcolm McDowell. And Kirk says, uh, you stop the rocket. I'll go after Soren. And my friend Dan, because at this point, all three of us, we can't stand the movie. It's a terrible movie. Yeah. And, and Dan yells out in the theater, why? So you can beat him, fatty? <laughs> and everyone in the theater dies laughing and I'm trying to sink down on my seat and I'm like oh god oh, that's killed. awesome that's so awesome I'm like classic Trek people but apparently you know even the classic Trek people were like oh yeah this See, that's what you miss if we all if the movie theater is closed it's the audience interaction like I you always associate that like you'll never forget I'll never forget in Spider-Man 3 damn Spider-Man smacked a bitch I mean I, I will never forget that line <laughs> yeah uh, Bailey, Peter Parker has a lot of the same characteristics as Wally West, from the attitude to the heart. So how come the Flash can be married and even have kids, aged kids too, while remaining a young, fun fan favorite, but Spider-Man in the eyes of the powers that be, Brad? <laughs> hey, you punk. <laughs> um, you're comparing apples and oranges. Wally. Marvel. While he, no, well, not so much that is that Wally was the the, the third Flash, uh, a hero in his own right, one of the one of the top heroes of that universe when he was the Flash. So don't uh, don't get me wrong, but he is kind of a different animal. There had been you know a precedent of Flashes getting married, you know. Jay Garrett got married, Barry Allen got married, it made sense that Wally would eventually settle down too. To to kind of go to the heart of the question, though, Marvel does not like marriages. Uh, frankly, I'm kind of surprised that Sue and Reed are still together. Because it seems like every time there's a major kind of romantic uh, entanglement between two people who are married or were married, a uh, good example is in the Hulks right now, you know, the, 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 when, when Bruce and, and Betty finally got a chance to sit down and, and have a conversation, they ended up fighting, and Betty didn't seem to be wanting to be married to him. I think it's there's something about Marvel where if you have two characters that are romantically entwined, they, they have to, at some point, not like each other or not get along because that's their version of dramatic tension. Hmm. Strange. Uh, let's see. George, what so far has been your favorite Fight Club fights, both seriously cool and seriously zany? Alright, let me take this, uh, opportunity to announce that, uh, that, uh, Fight Club Season 2 will be beginning after Spring Break. That's this coming week. 
uh, or this coming week of spring break, it'll be so it's week after next. Uh, there will be tell, a tell them what week because I don't know when this will go up. So. Oh yeah, that's true. So well, <laughs> I actually mentioned it in the Fight Club form also, but it'll it'll start up uh, either Sunday the twentieth or Monday the twenty first. Okay. Uh, this month, but I'll also post that up in the uh, Fight Club form. So we'll, we're going to start that back up. I needed a rest after a while because you know once you've made seven thousand images <laughs> for something, you know I've got a callus now on my hand, you know, all I got on my wrist. Too many jokes. So, you know, so it's yeah, exactly. It's, it's not. It's not from the fun stuff. All right, so um, we've had a, we've had a lot of uh, Fight Club fights. I really, you know. Almost all my favorite ones, I think, come from the Halloween Havoc event. That was so much fun, you know, and we, we really had a lot of, of creative things going on there. Um, some of the obvious ones, like the Hall of Fame fights, obviously, Squirrel Girl versus Doomsday, which was surprising. Did um, who won on that one? They they tied. I mean, you had people, I think, at one point, you had people threatening. They were like, you know, they were saying a Squirrel Girl wins, you know, then – then Fight Club is a mockery, and I mean, people were getting pretty emotional about it, you know. But I mean, when you look at Squirrel, uh, Squirrel Girl's history in the Marvel Universe, dude, she's she's clean clocks on a lot of villains. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so you got Squirrel Girl and, and Doomsday. Another one was um, that Boba Fett fight versus Samus Aran, who's apparently a video game character from Metroid. Who I, you know, did, I had to like, I didn't know until I did that research on that. Um, but I mean, there's you know I, I really like creative things like when like when somebody comes up with with somebody and then somebody counters it with somebody who it, it seems like you know like the the worst possible choice to, to you know for somebody to fight like uh, one of them we had oh god I don't remember we had um, was it Superman versus uh, uh, um, Amazing Guy from X Factor something like that hmm. you know, Guido from X Factor like somebody who could hit you really hard. It might have been Invincible. It might have been him versus Invincible. But, I mean, you can hit him as hard as you want, but he's going to give it right back to you because that's what he does. He's like a kinetic energy guy. So it was very – you know, I, I just like – I like fights that, that make you think like that. You know, those, mm-hmm. are, those are the favorite ones. So cool. There you go. Zach hey, – wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Oh, are, you going, are you actually going to participate this year? Dude, I, I participate a lot lately. You you hardly you participated enough to get into the playoffs last year, or no? You, I, I, pardon me, you didn't. You got you participated enough to get into the the last one. The, it was um, it was Doc Strange versus who was the, the Battle Bowl? Yeah, the, um, I, I think that. I won on that, didn't I? By the, by the way, George, I will be participating a lot more this year. Yeah, I'll participate. I it's know a lot, you, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, you can find it on the Crawl Space Message Board under Fight Club. Stella's already told me she's going to participate more. Nice. And uh, George, you'll be on my Donkey Kong when uh, when I when, hey, we'll when be on my Donkey Kong. Zach, what uh, do you think? Why do you think Ben Riley as a Scarlet Spider hasn't had the same same staying power as other Marvel knockoffs such as <laughs> She-Hulk, War Machine, U.S. Agent X twenty three, etc. Especially when he started the trend of clones in comics, which has given us characters oh. like Laura Kinney and Connor Kent. Seems that hey, Ben should be treated more respectfully. Connor Kent predated. Yeah, I was going to say the tr- okay. The, 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 that part of the question is fundamentally flawed. Um, <laughs> Wait, how? Whoa, 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 whoa! How? Because well, one, it's like, hey, that character you really like. Why does he suck? And why did he introduce all these other characters that suck? That's <laughs> <laughs> not well, sure what he said. He just called them knockoffs, and I'm sorry. How was Ben Riley not a knockoff of Spider-Man? I would agree. Uh, uh, you know what? It, it, 
those characters like Ben Riley took a life of their own, but their initial their initial foundation is a knockoff. What I'm saying, the part that's fundamentally flawed is is the uh, the start of trend of clones. Clones predated Ben Riley. Now, if you're talking about from 1974, whatever. Clones have been around for a long time. They even had a Star Trek clone episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so the concept of clones in terms of comics, I mean, the X-Men were extremely popular with that, if I remember correctly. He, um, Professor Xavier is a clone. Yeah, remember Professor the, Xavier's a clone. Did, didn't the brood eat him, George? Uh, sure. Brood yes. killed his body, and then yeah, he... he was taken over by a brood, and they cloned yeah. the body and transferred yeah. the consciousness. Yep. And then the, he went through the whole thing where he couldn't walk, and it caused him unbelievable psychic yeah. pain. Was that in the uh, space whale? <laughs> no. It's like it's, X that was during the Paul Smith run. Yeah. And then you have the um, the Phoenix, who was who or what that whole oh uh, story. Um, What's her name? Maddie? Maddie Franklin? No, shit. No, no, no. Uh, Madeline Pryor. Madeline Pryor, that's right. The Goblin Queen. Right. The Goblin Queen, yeah. Drawn by was... Silvestri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you know, well, I, you know, for the longest time when I was a kid, I thought that was Mary Jane. <laughs> I really did. I'm like, what the hell is Mary Jane doing with goblins? Oh, it must be the Green Goblin. And I yeah. started reading it. I'm like, wait a minute. That's a clone of Jean Grey? Okay, never mind. Yeah, no. It, it, so, I mean, but... The reason why is because, okay, the Clone Saga ends about 1995, early 1996. From 96 until really 2006, you couldn't mention clones because there was an editorial mandate that said, you know what, can't mention clones. Heck, you can hardly mention Ben Riley. Ben Riley's got more mentions and more references in the past three years Almost than the last ten years combined. So, I, you know, there, there's a lot of clone saga stuff going on. You got the trades. You got that uh, power, great power, great responsibility issue. You've got, you know, obviously the references in, in the in the slot issue this month. Uh, you know, there's there they I think realize Marvel's starting to realize there's a market for the clone saga, and, and I think that there's people that are are going to be very excited, I think. This is a good year for the Clone Saga. Okay. Uh, I just lost my place. Damn it. Uh, Stella, with the Death of Oracle storyline, will you update the name of your podcast if Babs adopts a new heroic identity? Also, we know Killing Joke is the book you're looking forward to the least, but what is the one you look forward to the most? We know Batgirl Year One is your favorite Babs. As Batgirl story, what is your favorite Babs as Oracle story? That's like four questions your way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, I will not rename. I mean, I could see there would be some confusion, but I mean, I just got a new site. So um, <laughs> after telling everyone, hey, this is my new site and kind of this is what the name has been since the very beginning, I would not adopt a new name. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, looking forward to the most. Um, yeah, well, I've already done Batgirl Year One, so as a favorite Oracle story, I'm looking forward to reviewing, even though I've read it a couple times, um, Birds of Prey number eight, just because it's a, it's a wonderful story. And then the, the Hunt for Oracle storyline is also a big moment in her history because that's the first time that Babs and Dinah actually meet face to face. So I'm looking forward, uh, to going over and sharing those stories with, uh, listeners. Okay. Good questions, TNR105. Uh, Michael has to bail in 10 minutes, so I'm going to skim through all the Michael questions real quick. 
okay. uh, Iron Patriot <laughs> asked Michael, what do you think of Mark Hamill's comic book, The Movie? Um, it's a lot like uh, Waiting for Guffman or Best in Show or Mighty Wind. It's 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 a fun little film where Mark Hamill plays a comic book fan that has been hired by a movie company to do like DVD extras on this violent remake of his favorite character. So he tries to hijack that, and it's basically got a bunch of voice actors uh, all running around the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, at, Really fun little film. I recommend it. If you were stuck in an island with the Superman character, who would it be? No super-powered characters allowed. Well, at first I thought Bibbo, but then I'm like, dude, I'm stuck on an island with a sailor. <laughs> um, and that just didn't seem like it was going to end well for me. So I'm wow. just going to say I'm just going to say Lana Lang because you know. R. Hagen asks, "What's the comic book that you own that you're actually embarrassed to admit you own?" Um, I have an entire run of Youngblood and Brigade. I'm so sorry. So do I. I sold it, though. <laughs> uh, Donna Mark, to Mike, what's been your favorite Spider-Man story you've recently read from the 80s era pile that you've recently accumulated? Uh, that one that I talked about before, the, uh, the, the lead-up to 250 and then 251. That's a really, really good story. Okay. Um, would you like to see Spider-Man the Avengers movie? No. Okay. God. Uh, I don't think you could do that. Not, no, you couldn't at this point. But if uh, wishes were fishes, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, You'd be a fisherman? The, the world would be an ocean? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Zach, Zach would still be gay. Barrel jumper. Uh, wow, we'll, thank we'll you. this one up eventually for all of us, but uh, the crawl space is... Uh, panel and me are putting the the Thunderdome. Who's the last one standing, Michael? I gotta say, George. I agree. Um, uh, let's see. That one's not for Mike. Here's one for Mike. UMBC eight. Only two posts on the board. He names one at you. Will you help help me buy my comics? You're always finding good deals on older comics, while I can't find them for a price that I can afford without taking out a bank loan. So help this man buy comics, Michael. It's it's really simple. You just watch for inexpensive lots on eBay, and if you can go to like a, a one day comic show, there's usually great deals to be found there. But it, you know, it, it's patience and it's and it's a little bit of luck. You know, if older Spider-Man comics are always going for a high uh, amount on eBay, but every once in a while you find the one lot that's got a bunch of stuff that maybe isn't as appealing to a lot of people because they either have some of the issues already and you start bidding on those. Or sometimes you just manage to find somebody who's selling their crap for cheap and no one's paid attention. No doubt. So. He also asked a question to the gang. I'll ask this in a bit, but have you ever considered doing a solo podcast about another character? I think it would be fun if you and I did a Hulk podcast. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be great. That'd be um, I just don't have the time right Me neither. Now. Me neither. <laughs> uh, Black Suit Spider-Man. Michael, what is your favorite single comic book issue ever? As Kevin would say, it does not have to be Spidey. Um, I believe is Incredible Hulk 293. I always get confused with the uh, the numbers on that. Yeah. Incredible Hulk 293, it's it's during the Mantlo run. It's got this great cover of the Hulk knocking the crap out of the thing with chips of rock falling yeah. off. Uh, just a fantastic little story that uh, 
that I dig a lot, that I've dug ever since I picked it up off the uh, spinner rack when I was a kid. Cool. All right, that looks like that's all the Michael questions. I wish I would have done this for JR. I just wasn't thinking ahead because we have some JR questions. Bad, Michael, but, uh, I, you have a good month? Yeah, I got to bail. I got to go take care of a few things and go cool. to my other obligation for the day. So. Meaning <laughs> Bailey's going to get some. Keeping the theme alive. Yes. All right, Bailey. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you all later. See you, man. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, uh, Iron Patriot from the Philippines, currently in China, it says. Uh, to the whole gang, if they release an Aunt May statue, how much would you pay for it and where would you place it? In the throne <laughs> and a dollar. They actually have an Aunt May action figure. Only the only action getting available is when you put it with the Jameson figure. No, sorry. There is an, actually an Aunt May figure. Have you guys seen this? A figure? Yeah, there's an Aunt May action figure. I kid you not. It's in my weird Marvel yeah. collectibles, one of the very first ones I ever put up there. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. She's like in a, got a little skirt, I mean like an apron. I'll have to show you. <laughs> George, where would you put your Aunt May action figure? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't have an answer to that. I would use it as a voodoo doll. There you go. There you go. Against uh, Aunt May? What did Aunt May do to piss you off? <laughs> I just hate that character, man. Wow. You hate, hate Aunt May? My goodness. The only time I ever liked Aunt May was when JMS was writing her. That's it. And when she died. That was the only two times I've ever liked her. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. There's Google image search. Type in Aunt May action figure. You'll find it. Uh, are there any Daredevil fans here? Yes. If there are, what's your favorite story? Um I haven't read all of the Miller stuff, so I, I did like what I read. I think I read the first trade. I liked that a lot. Uh, the Bendis stuff I like a lot. And uh, the... Yeah, Bendis took a, over after Kevin Smith, right? Yep. Yeah, so Bendis... I like the, I, I like the, uh, the first time Daredevil fought uh, Angar the Screamer because it was Daredevil beating down a dirty hippie. <laughs> Course. Stella, do you read Daredevil? Have you ever read Daredevil? Um, no, no, I have yep. not. I've read it before, but no, I don't read it now. What what Marvel books do you pick up, by the way? Just amazing, or? Uh, yeah, Captain America. Um, you currently used to get Iron what? Fist. I remember. Yeah, uh, and I've been getting Heroes for Hire, but I don't know if that'll last in my in my pull list for very long. It's on my to-read book. I, I, it looks interesting because I like the the two guys that did the cosmic stuff. Uh, my, my, we just did Michael. Uh, JR, JR is gone. <laughs> uh, Zach, I was getting my crown and speech ready when you said... What? I was getting my crown and speech ready when you said I was, wasn't the king of the Spider-Man Skype chats. Thanks for crushing my hopes of being a major member of the crawl space. Anyway, CSA is great. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, apparently I'm a dick. So, uh, Stella, what separated? <laughs> yeah, there's the, a news bulletin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh! The pot, meat, kettle, black, much? <laughs> Stella, what separated yeah, the thank you, by the way, Gordon for... Batgirl from any other member of the Bat family? Um, I think her personality—that uh, she was more uh, bright. Um, you know, rainbow sunshine compared to, to Batman's darkness. Uh, and I think that it was just so different to have a girl on the team. And, um, I mean, she was smart and intelligent. And in my opinion, she is the every woman, you know, if, if Spider-Man is the every man. Will there ever be a Stella's of Infinite Earths song, poetry, reading, whatever? Well, I did do that poem 
I didn't know if that was that big of a hit, though. <laughs> People want us to sing again. Have you? I've seen. Yeah, this. I saw that. Yeah. We should. What, what song would be good to Spider Eyes? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You got the. You got the look. You by, got the look. Prince and Sheena Easton. You got the look. <laughs> no. I was thinking the Transformers song. That's but you've got the touch. I'm sorry. <laughs> George, what's your favorite version of the Cobra Commander? Uh, the comic book version, because he was the only version of the character that wasn't inept. Okay. R. Hagen from Conway County, New Jersey. For everyone, what is the one comic book that you're actually embarrassed to own? NFL Super Pro, number one. I've got that. Ella? Wow. Uh, what was the question? What's the one oh, comic book? Oh, embarrassed to embarrassed. own? Embarrassed, yeah. Um... I don't think I have one. It is so fail. I, uh, George, you got one? The fact that I have anything by Rob Liefeld in my collection is embarrassing <laughs> enough, and yet I do. I've got issues of uh, X-Force and Youngblood. I have a complete run of every issue of the new universe from the 80s. I've also pretty much got a significant run of star comics from Marvel. I'm oh, talking wow. like Top Dog, Muppet Babies, uh, ro- ro- what was it? Rob Roy, the rich kid, or is it Richie Rich pick up? Richie Rich. Richie Rob Rich. Ro- no, Rob no, Roy? no, 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 no. The Marvel version, which was a takeoff of Richie Rich. It was Rob Roy or something. What was his name? Oh, yeah, okay. No, well, I guess that's the issue. Hold on, Rob Roy, Star. Uh, oh my gosh. God! I did think of one though with all of that. A Metamorpho Year One. What was that about? Well, it was about the first year of Metamorpho. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. She politely just put me in my place. I mean, damn. (laughs) She smacked me. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Excuse me. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm still looking for... The name of this Royal Roy. I apologize. It was called Royal Roy. It ain't from, Roy. Eight, from eighty-five to eighty-six. Some of the titles for uh, Star Comics included. Uh, let me post this up for you all. Uh, Alf, Air Raiders, Bullwinkle and Rocky, Care Bears, Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos, <laughs> Count Duckula, Defenders of the Earth, The Flintstone Kids, Fraggle Rock, The Get Along Gang, Heathcliff. Mad Balls. Yeah. Mad Balls. <laughs> uh, Master of the Universe. Muppet Babies. Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. Love that one. Planet Terry. The Popples. Royal Roy. Silver Hawks. Star Wars. Droids and Ewoks. Strawberry Shortcake. Thundercats. Top Dog. Visionaries. And Wally the Wizard. There you go. I own a lot of those. So that is my answer to the question. So in other words, you know, like shit that no one ever read. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Donna Mark, <laughs> to the gang, What is our, unless this has already been discussed in the first part of the show, have you read the thread where Marv Wolfman discusses what causes the fan backlash towards Marvel? If so, what do you think about it? I have not read that. I've been meaning to read it. Has anybody read it? I've read it. Okay, hit it, George. What do you think? What Sum it up and what do you think? Um... Kind of, it's kind of wordy, uh, very lengthy. I, I think to sum it up, he's like, I think his thing is like it's it's a bit of both. 
there's there's bad on the fan end, but there's also bad on the on the production end. Um, so it's it's like every it's like every, it's like laying down with pigs. It's like everybody comes out looking bad. Mm. Um, but he, I mean, he raises a lot of good points in it, especially from the production side. Okay. Anybody else? Has anybody read it? Stella. Uh, I I skimmed it. I don't know enough yeah. about it though. Stella. Yeah. No. Me neither. Uh, to Brad, as much as your boundless optimism fills me with hope, in all honesty, when do you see Peter and Mary Jane getting back together in any sense? Because the odds of that happening in our lifetime aren't too hot. I would disagree. Next five years, I think they're going to be together. You can already see the signs of it with her being jealous of Carly Cooper. Carly Cooper is just a distraction to leading up to the lovers getting back together, in my opinion. Apparently you missed the memo about Carly Cooper being perfect for Peter, Brad. Mm. Nope. <laughs> to George on the opposite end of the spectrum, when do you see a positive in the minds of Delta House change in the current ASM format in terms of the character, general storytelling, or the status quo? Well, I don't want to speak for all Deltas because all Deltas have different criteria for when the book will, you know, for lack of a better term, stop sucking. <laughs> um, you know, we... It, it, it all depends. For a lot of us, it never will. A lot of us, we've already moved on. I, I've mentioned it several times. I consider Spider-Man to have ended, you know, um, before one more day. Mm. Um, and on all this other stuff, just to make like a big what-if, ongoing what-if, you know, universe, alternate universe. Um, but other people are like, you know, I mean, there's been some Deltas that even like a lot of the new stuff. So for for every, you know, Delta, it's it's different. Um I don't know. For me, it, everything would have to change. Everything from, you know, the editor on down would have to change with the book. You'd have to get a completely fresh direction in there. People who didn't go out of their way to piss off the fan base. People, you know, who didn't put what they want ahead of, you know, what's right for the characters. Things like that. And I don't think that's ever going to happen again. I, I think that's those days are over. Oh, there's the 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 management changes every ten years or so. Yeah, but Brad, I mean, it just did. I mean, we just got a new editor in chief. Well, you know, it, that, it, it, I don't think that one really counts. Me, I mean, that's the new boss, same as the old boss. Well, the thing is, next one, you know, the next one will get that again in there after Alonzo is probably going to be somebody that Alonzo, you know, yeah. tailors for the job. Maybe it's, slot. It, it, it's a cycle of violence. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> to no, dude, slot. Come on, slot. Slot can barely write a, a single superhero story, you know, and 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 turn that in on time. What, you know. Editing a book is far, far different. Okay. Let alone editing an, an entire, you know, series or title, an entire, you know, group of books or or a, a whole line, you know, like uh, like all Marvel books. No, there's no way. To Stella, any stories you'd like to help us cover on Amazing Spider-Man Classics? Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I've I've been yeah graciously asked to come on. I, I just. Haven't really had a chance to think about a good story that I'd like to come on. I think I'm coming on on the Mary Jane first appearance. This is what John and I have been talking about. Uh, Zach, any oh. ones you want to cover? Like, think 149. I, I definitely. I, well, yeah, that that was a given. Um, What's when did the Jackal first appear? Was that the 30ish, 130ish? Yeah, 130. Okay. I'm actually uh, I am penciled in to do the Tableau of Time story. Hmm, that's um, cool. That's about a year or two out, so um, I I'll have to come come back to them because I've I've got to think of uh, that there's another if there's another story. George, is there any pre issue 100 that you you're a really big fan of that you'd like to talk about? Um, 
I haven't really thought about it. I mean, okay. yeah, I mean, I like all, all that stuff before 100, but I just, I've never thought about that. Wombat 909, location behind you. Uh, for all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he sounds like Harry Potter. Wow. Uh, for all, it's never going to happen, but if it was possible, would you like to see Spider-Man in the Avengers movie next year as a member or of the team? No. Uh, why not? I think it'd be fun. For me, for me, Spider-Man still yeah. does not work well in a team. I'm sorry, he just doesn't. I mean, he works well with the fan- he should work well with the Fantastic Four because they're more like a family. Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man, I just don't think needs to be running around and, and you know how many team books is he in now? He's in Avengers, New Avengers, and Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Wombat, uh, when you post on the what did you think of this show thread, please tell me where you got your avatar. I love that image of Spider-Man. That's a really good-looking image on your avatar. And it says that Wombat's online right now, too. So, uh, Let's see. Venomaniac from the location over there. Not behind you, over there. Uh, gang, I have recently been reading the first appearance of Mary Jane, which is Amazing 42, and I can see what was so loved right from the very beginning. The nature of her hip dialogue, though, made it seem she had a rather interesting pastime. I know JR has talked about this, but I'm curious what you all think. Was MJ a pothead? <laughs> also, on a slightly more random note, what do you think the GA will react to Thor? Do you think it will make IM numbers? What does that mean? Well, let's tackle the MJ as a pothead. George, was she a pothead? Mm. I don't think she was like a, you know, I can't work, man. I'm going to stay in here and get stoned all day, pothead. But I'm sure she probably smoked potted parties and stuff. I'm, yeah, probably. It's Mary Jane, I mean. Especially, well, <laughs> especially from the time period where she was around. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, she she probably, like, smoked dope with, like, you know, like, older hippie friends or something like that a few times. But, I mean... A lot of those people grew out of it. Well, she did have an addiction to cigarettes, so it's just a step up. You know, I mean, that's so. yeah. She probably she was probably like a casual user, like a lot of young adults. You know, Stella was still like pothead. Was she a pothead? Yeah, Mary Jane was enjoyed the Mary Jane. <gasps> oh dear me. <laughs> um, well, how old are these people supposed to be? Who, Mary Jane? Yeah, was she around then? Early twenties. Mid twenties, probably. So she wasn't really around then, if we think about the it. The sixties, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I, I guess, I guess if there were one person that probably wasn't involved, it would have been Gwen. Yeah, we know Harry liked the illegal narcotics. Uh, Spider Tour Gerard from New York City with the first two plus big time arcs in the bag. How would you compare the start to that of Brand New Day? What have the strengths and weaknesses been? And how would you compare these to the pros and cons of the opening of Brand New Day? Thanks for the time. I, I, I like what Bailey has said. I agree that Big Time has been uh, better received, in my opinion, than uh, Brand New Day. There's not such a choppiness of uh, writing. Uh, I think the choppiness of the writing was the downfall of it. However, there is a, a rotation of artists still, which I don't mind that much, I guess. What do you guys think? For me, it's still brand new verse, so it's yeah. it's all it, it's just it, it's still it's just a continuation of what's already been going on. Does it seem I mean, as choppy it, to you? I don't think. No, I'm, I wouldn't say choppy. I think brand new day just suffered from going in two different you know different directions at once because you had so many different writers. Yeah. It, it, and this one's obviously not suffering from that. This one suffers from different things from having one writer as opposed to suffering from other things by having multiple writers. Yeah. Zach, you back? 
I am back. What do you think? It's, infin- it's infinitely better. Yeah. Uh, infinitely better. There's more focus. There's not. It's not scatterbrained like what George just said. Yeah. Still, um, what do you think is it better? Yeah, I think so. I do too. I think our grades are better. Its sales aren't better. No, that's true. <laughs> Specchio location, the end of time to Mr. George. Who wins in a fight battle, the greatest American hero or blank man? Well, since the greatest American hero actually has things like super strength and invisibility and flight, and a blank man has a toilet plunger, yeah, you do the man. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's, that's awesome. I never saw the movie. Wasn't that Damon Wayans? Yeah. Yeah. Scarlet, Spli- Scarlet Splider. Spider. Uh, location, the one bathroom in Bob Evans where you get, ge- where you got geostigma? What does that mean? That I one don't know. bathroom in Bob Evans? Yeah. Wow. Man, I, I, I no idea what that means, Scarlet Spider, but that's creative. Maybe it's a VD. <laughs> <laughs> Gang, if you were trapped in the Marvel offices and your only way to survive was to make a trap to catch and eat one of the writers, who would you eat? And, uh, I don't want to read. Nah, that, I, no. What? I, <laughs> wow. We're not eating any writers in our questions. <laughs> Remember, remember the good old days where like the questions were like Spider-Man related. Oh man, nobody's <laughs> killing you know, any. Now it's like if you had to be a cannibal, who the hell would you eat? Like, oh my what? god, good lord! Uh, really? Let's try a second question. Are there any Spidey stories where the writer has written him out of character that you actually enjoy? That's no. a good. That's a good one. Well, you, no. Um, anytime there's, there, anytime there's Spider-Man. A, that that question is also fundamentally flawed. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, because if he's out of character, it's not Spider-Man. The one he's out of character that I enjoyed was Spider-Man 2 when he lost his powers and walked by those people beating up the guy in the alley. I still like the movie, but that part just stood out as a really out of character spot that I didn't really care. I guess. Who knows? Okay. Uh, Stella, my girlfriend, is big into Greeks. I mean, Greek myths. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love listening to tell... Her tell me stories about said myths, but feel a bit left out because I can't really talk to her about it in the depth she likes to talk about. My question is, what are the best books to read if you're new to Greek myths? Uh, I would definitely recommend Edith Hamilton's uh, mythology. That goes through everything, so that's what I would get. Okay. Stella? Yes? I actually read that when I was a kid, and you'll be proud to know that uh, my uh, my friend's kids, um, who are 10 and 9, um, I babysitted or I babysat them over uh, Christmas break, and I actually bought the oldest one, that Edith Hamilton uh, Greek uh, Greek mythology book or the mythology book. Uh, oh, okay. The one, she wrote, the one she wrote, the big one she wrote back in what in the forties or fifties? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Very I cool. Actually, I, I bought him the same book that I'd read when I was a kid. So. Abu Aziz from uh, Don't Read It in a Loud Voice. Abu Aziz, not Abu. Abu Sorry. is a monkey in Aladdin. Oh, get on your carpet. Jesus, Brad. Don't read his location. <laughs> don't read it in a loud voice or that ghost from the ring would haunt you. Okay? Uh, what's up, everyone? BD. Hello, Big Boss. If you watch Bruce Lee movies, <laughs> which one is your favorite? Uh, I don't. Uh, George, you're going to hate me, but I don't think I've ever seen a Bruce Lee movie. I've wow. seen. No, it doesn't surprise me because you, you have, like, some kind of allergy to things that are cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why you were on the show. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well played, room. Mr. Douglas. <laughs> Stella, I watched a clip from the Spider-Man musical, and I gotta say, that song you and BD performed is a hundred times superior. 
You guys have an idea for a later song? We were just talking about that. That's funny. Um, I don't really. Why don't we? Here, let's start a thread, Stella, and people can sing oh, songs that we could sing. <laughs> How about yeah, that? So they're talking about we didn't start the fire. Yeah, they still talk about okay. that. That was it. Two years later? My goodness. All right. Lucky go, Brad, but who's counting? And that's why you're on the show, too, Zach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kiss my ass, sir. Puck looks like your face. Uh, George, what's, <laughs> what's the name of the shoelace tic-tac? I mean, no, wait a minute. Shoelace tic <laughs> What's the name of the, that shoelace necktie country singers and cowboys wear? Son, that's called a bolo. Son, that's called a that's called a bolo tie. Yeah, yeah that's called bolo. a bolo tie, and it's uh it's actually Native American. I've actually got one somewhere. How do you, do you tie it like a regular? Does is it like a noose? No, it's just <laughs> it's like a noose. It's it's got a clasp. Okay, got and it. The, the clasp has two ends. You've seen the two ends. It's basically the, the string is just one giant string, and the, and the bolo is what you use to adjust it around your neck. So, do you like wear that when you get your cowboy wear going? Is that what? Um, if I ever wear, yeah, if I ever wear a cowboy hat, I'll wear the. Bolo do you have tie. a cowboy hat in your closet? Um, it's at uh, I think it's at my folks' house, but I haven't worn it in years. Wow, I would like to see you in a cowboy hat. That'd be funny. <laughs> Zach, if you had a clone, do you think you will confuse yourself for being the clone, or will you have a firm belief that you are the true one? Wow. What would you do with your clone, by the way? Um, go buy a hoodie and annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would just have him hunt, hunt uh, go around and just, just to piss off George and just be like, Mr. Berryman, um, is this, you know, what do you think of my hoodie? No, I don't know what I would do with my own clone. Um, be fun. Probably... Do the housework while I'm recording a podcast like I'm trying to do right now. You're doing housework as you're recording this? Yes. My my parents are out of town, so I figured I'd clean the house up. Slave 83B from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. To the gang, since I started picking uh, and started buying Amazing again at the start of big time, I've also been filling in the brand new day issues I skipped. Dollar bins are a beautiful thing, as uninspiring as much of the run was. You guys have any particular stories or issues that you suggest looking for? If it helps, I dropped it after the Flash in Iraq issue and only bought a handful of issues after that. Mm. Uh-huh. American Sun was not, I mean, it was terrible, but it wasn't as terrible. I like that one. Uh, the New Ways to Die with John Romita Jr. was I good. That was before. Oh, he wants after after Flash? Post-Flash, yeah. So that's 574. Yeah, he's not looking for things he's already bought. He's already bought, Brad. He's oh, I got things that he, that he didn't buy. So six hundred to six fifty-ish. What do we like? Um, I mean, the Grim Hunt's a pretty good story. Um, yeah, comparatively, six hundred's um, not a bad issue to get. Um, it does have a milestone feel to it because there's a hundred pages. Go back and listen to all the podcasts. We reviewed every single issue. That's yeah, I mean, we all gave grades. They all suck. Well. <laughs> Uh, Zach, this fall that, marks 15 years since the end of the Clone Saga. Good God, 15 years. In light of that, do you have any particular plans for either Clone Saga Chronicles or SpideyDude.com? Um, stay tuned. Um, oh, you little tease. I, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're working on some, some stuff, um, for SpideyDude.com, uh, later on this year, so. Okay. It just, it, it, we, it, these are, Plans that we started in 2010 that never materialized, so we're going to try to get them started in 2011. Can you host the podcast on? Well, you have Nexus, don't you? Uh huh. You're going to blow through your bandwidth again. Yeah. See. <laughs> Stella. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. 
I'm, well, we'll discuss this later, but maybe okay. I may end up switching from because I'm on month to month with Nexus. Stella, you've recommended a lot of classic literature over the years, but are there any contemporary authors, say from the past 20 years or so, that you would particularly recommend? Yeah, um, Eric Larson, who uh, did... Um, Savage Dragon? Um, no, I believe this is another Eric Larson, okay. but he wrote a book called uh, The Devil, Devil in the White, in the White City. City. Yes, yeah. and it's about a serial killer, perhaps the first one in the U.S. of A. Uh, that, that book uh, is awesome. Yes, he, he went around during um, the World's Fair in Chicago, 1888. Uh, there's yep. also Persepolis, which is a graphic novel, but it takes place in Iran during the 80s, during Ayatollah Khomeini. And related to that, I just finished reading Lolita and Tehran, which was a memoir uh, in books, again, during that time, kind of the revolution in Iran. Atonement by Ian McEwan, um, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, that was great as well. So, I mean, yeah, I do definitely like modern fiction as well as classic It's supposed to be made in a movie. Hmm. It already has been, yeah, in, in Swedish, but now they're Americanizing it, which is vexing. George, what is more <laughs> awesome? <laughs> bacon. <laughs> Sorry. What is more awesome, baconase or bacon-flavored vodka? Yes, I swear they both exist. I know, well, I've, I've actually had baconase. Uh, I know bacon vodka exists, um, but I, I haven't had bacon vodka. But I'm going to go ahead and say baconase because you can put it on other things and magically make them taste like bacon. So, whereas vodka, you can't really pour it over other things. I know? imagine baconase I, might be good on a hamburger. Would that be good? Yes, oh. I've actually confirmed that. Uh, nice. But I had I had the baconase on the hamburger with uh, bacon. <laughs> that sounds redundant, but. <laughs> it's bacon, son, right? No redundancy. Did you have replacement like fries with fries. bacon? <laughs> and a side of bacon fries, cheddar bacon fries. My goodness. Did I tell the story about last month with the bacon? No, but please do. I, I haven't told this story. Well, I haven't listened to the to the ones. I, I maybe, haven't gotten caught up. On maybe I, I told it to Bailey on just a Skype chat, but I'll tell the story anyway. Uh, a fellow reporter was going to a hospital and uh, doing a story about how Kansas is one of the fourth most unhealthy states in the union of people that. overweight and obese. So he was yeah. going to a Kansas hospital, and he was walking up the stairs, and this fat man, who was about 550 pounds, was walking out with a uh, like a fruit basket with like a, a towel over the top of it, and he recognized Oh, him. no, you you did tell me that. You told me and Bailey and some of this. Why don't okay, yeah. you? Did I tell you the story? Keep going, yeah. They no, told, you told no. it. Uh, okay. It was uh, like a week ago. Okay, Keep okay, going. okay. So anyway, this this large man is coming out of the hospital. And he's got a, a towel draped over a fruit basket, and he recognizes the reporter. He goes, "Oh, what are you here for?" And he was like, "Oh, great! I got to tell this overweight man that he's part of my story." So, <laughs> so he goes, "Oh, well, I'm doing a story about how unhealthy people eat in Kansas. I'm going to interview a doctor and stuff, stuff like that." And he was like, yeah, man, people just don't know how to eat right. And he lifts the towel from the, the fruit basket and pulls out a piece of bacon and just starts munching <laughs> on the piece of bacon. And the reporter's like, did he just take a piece of bacon out of a fruit basket and start eating it? And he was, he was like, I'm going to stay here and see if it, there's more bacon in the basket. So he starts talking to the man for 10 minutes. The whole time, the man is taking another piece of bacon out and eating it, another piece of bacon out and eating it. And he finishes off the fruit basket filled with bacon, and that man goes, I got to go. I'm going to meet my family for breakfast. And so waddles out to his truck and leaves. So... <laughs> 
I absolutely love that story so much. I cracked up. So evidently in Kansas, they're carrying around fruit baskets filled with bacon, just eat, munching on them like grapes. I like so. how I like how the people in Kansas bacon is a fruit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got no fruit? Yeah, I got bananas. I got uh, some uh, nectarines, tangerines, Apples. and I got plenty of bacon. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, bar- <laughs> barrel jumper from Michigan. Bacon it. Bacon a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> From Michigan, uh, this month's Crawl Space hosts, you're all put inside the Thunderdome. Who's the last one standing? Michael Bailey says, George, who's the last one standing? Me. Kevin? <laughs> Zach? Zach? Oh, Who, who's standing, I, Zach? I would be uh, um, not the last one standing. I'd probably, I'd probably be the first one taken out because everybody's intimidated by me so much. But, uh, Stella, who's the last one standing? I would agree. It'd probably be Bear. Okay. No one's picking me, huh? All right. No, well, I'm going to fight the fight. Sure. Bacon bitch slap, yeah. <laughs> Mark, Matt, Mark's mess. All right, Brad, Brad, Brad I, got, I got hands like canned ham, son. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, once I lay the mitts on you, you're not right afterward. All right. I, I'm, my goodness. Mark's mess. Valley uh, <laughs> Money N.I. Where's N.I.? Northern Ireland, Brad. Come Northern on. Ireland. Oh, thank you. Listen here, canned hams. Uh, <laughs> it's still an awesome podcast and inspired me uh, to think about doing a podcast myself. I just want to get the hardware sorted out. Lessons I learned from this podcast include, one, have a great cast of folks with you. Agreed. Uh, never do a phone-in show. Never. Uh, it's It's got its pros and cons, but it's really a technical nightmare. My question to all the panel is, who inspires you in podcasting? Uh, I've said this before. um uh, John Suntrist with Word Balloon was the first time I was like, wow, that's really cool. You could do this about one of your favorite hobbies. Michael Bailey inspires me because he does so damn much so well on all of them. And I just, I think those two really just set the bar when I was really starting to show up. Bailey, who, who inspires you to podcast? Bailey's not here. Oh, shit. George. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it, man. I'm sorry. George. Wow. Bailey, get them all confused. You just asked Kevin a question to go. I did. Like in the last, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Can't handle it. Rub. Who inspires you? <laughs> um, actually, I'm a, a few different people for a few different reasons. Uh, you inspire me, sir. Thank you. Um, Bailey inspires me because, again, he's the busiest, hardest working man in podcasting. He's the James Brown of podcasting. Oh my God! Good God! Gotta get and do a show. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, also there's another group. There's a guy named Bryce Irwin uh, who's in charge of Tavern Cast. Tavern Cast. Never heard of you it. Know, I used to play World of – huh? I never heard of that. That's cool. That's because you don't play World of Warcraft. I That's used to play cool. World of Warcraft all the time. Oh. And my favorite podcast on there was Tavern Cast. This guy was actually in audio, and he still is. Um, but every show, starting from probably around – ooh – the tenth show or eleventh show around there became a giant elaborate production number, and to the point where I mean it, it was like every show was just a carousel of fun. I mean I I had stopped playing World of Warcraft and I was still listening to them just because they were fun, mm-hmm. and to me that showed what a podcast could be with uh, the proper editing and, and and music. And now keep in mind, I mean these guys had you know they poured a lot of time into it and they and they eventually like how many stopped. episodes came out? That sounds like it would take forever to edit. Um, in the 30s, and then they stopped for a couple of years, and I think they just started back up again. 
Wow. But um, oh yeah, I mean these things took forever. To, they did Christmas shows, you know, with yeah. like you know production, big production values. It was like Broadway podcasting. I mean, Good every grief. one of these things was epic, and I loved listening to them. But another one that inspires me um, is uh, there's a, another girl out there doing another superhero podcast. Um, who you, you know? I mean, she's she's like real determined. Um, she's, uh, does really good stuff, covers really good topics, really gets to know the ins and outs of the character. And, uh, and, you know, she's pretty good about getting the stuff out on time. And, and that would be Stella. Stella is also an inspiration oh. to my podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I mean, so one day, if I ever do get around to doing that, uh, that, uh, Doctor Strange podcast I'd like to do, like in the future. I would love to hear that. At some that. point ever. Um, yeah, I'll, uh. If I ever get around to doing that, um, you know, just still, uh, you I are the wind. Don't inspire George at all. You know. I'm so sad. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but despite you, I've told you that before. Oh, <laughs> you're like the most uninspiring guy. You oh. inspire me thinking that. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, George. I'm going to go somewhere. <laughs> Zach, who inspires you into podcast? Well, of course you, Brad. Oh, um, we're going to get. Oh, we're giving big bacon hugs. <laughs> big bacon hugs. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, um, I am a big fan of Bailey uh, because good, good God, that guy does more. Wow. Good God! But uh, Bertoni does too. Bertoni, Bertoni, and and, mm-hmm. uh, yep. and Bailey are jockeying for position of who does more crap on the internet. Um, but yeah, big, probably the biggest inspiration would be Brad. Aw, Stella, your turn. Who do you like? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I just have to. Yeah, Brad and uh, Michael, definitely. Cool. Uh, let's see. Where were we? I'm looking at Royal Roy on Wikipedia. I was distracted. Uh, <laughs> wow. ADD, Brad, ADD. Uh, uh, F-U-F-U. Hey, see, I didn't say it, though. Uh, <laughs> UMBC 8, second post. Hey, gang, Charlie here. First of all, thank you for mentioning my review on the show on iTunes, and thank you to Michael for plugging my podcast. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you writing a good review. Uh, let's see. To everyone, besides Spider-Man, are there any other characters you like enough that you'd do a podcast about? George said, uh, Doctor Strange. Zach, who would you do a solo show about besides the clones? Oh, I have no idea. I really don't. Okay, Stella, is there another character besides, uh, Batgirl? Um, uh, maybe Iron Fist mm-hmm. or Spider-Woman? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you know, Spider-Woman is just so underutilized anymore in the Avengers titles. Do you even pick yeah. this up? No. No, you're not missing much. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Lord Alford from North Carolina. Hey, Brad. I used to agree with you that I used to see spinner, spinner racks at the local stores. However, I did find one at the beach last summer. Spinner racks will no longer work with today's comics. I've been out of collecting for a while, and when I looked at the comics, they were all parts of a longer story. Story arcs are great when you subscribe or reading trades, but when you're wandering into a store and hop, hoping... To pick up a good read, but not sure if you'll ever see the next issue. Well, it just doesn't work. I would like to ask the gang, why well, disagree? Um, I think you can pick up a comic today. Because the uh, black costume was a longer story arc. Uh, there's a whole bunch of longer story arcs. Secret Wars was a longer story arc. I picked that Secret, up. Secret Wars was its own story, Brad. Yeah, but it also affected all the other titles. The Black Suit, the, the She-Hulk. Etc. So I think it's yeah. it's always one big storyline with Marvel. Uh, I can see that. 
I would like to ask the gang who would they pair Spider-Man up with if they were in charge of an all-new Marvel Team-Up title. We've tried Marvel Team-Up so many times. <laughs> we really have. Have we? And I think the last uh, the last version wasn't that bad. Robert Kirkman from The Walking Dead wrote it. It was pretty good. It had ongoing stuff happening in the background instead of just done in one issues. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. You know, um, it works with Human Torch, but you know, you can't do that every month. I would do Spidey and Doctor Strange just because it would piss people on our message board off. <laughs> I mean, is there a Spider-Man title that could survive like 60 issues like Superman Batman has? Could you do a Super Spider-Man Wolverine book? Oh, of course you could do it. I mean, they're already doing it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but, um, <sighs> you know, aside from Wolverine, probably... Probably Spider-Man and Human Tor. I think you would probably do it with Spider-Man. Well, I mean, obviously not now. They missed their window on that. Oh, he'll but, be back um, here. They can yeah, start. he'll be back before the movie starts, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's probably... Hell, you could probably do Spider-Man and Venom and you know, do it for 17 years. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Black Suit Spider-Man from Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, gang, I have missed the message board questions for the last few times, so I'm glad I made it on this time. Uh, Brad, have you ever heard of the Marvel Pophead figures? If so, do you have any, and which ones do you have? That is a lot of haves. What, here is what they look like, and I just clicked on the link, and I have, I do not have any Spider-Man pop-up head figures. I haven't seen them for sale anywhere. They, they look like something you'd buy out of the, uh, like a vending machine next to gum. You know, like they, they drop down. They look like those uh, things that came out not too long ago, you know, where the head is a mug or whatever. Yeah, now I do own Marvel mugs. Those are cool, but these things are so tiny. They look like little superhero squad guys or something. I hate uh, the superhero squad. Uh, I don't. They're cool. George, yeah. any news on georgebearmansucks.com? Yeah, I registered it, but... Uh, <laughs> you did not register it. No, I, I haven't. Played. No one has, and hopefully no one... What is that? Is somebody... Is somebody like vacuuming now. Uh, have you oh, ever... that would be the <laughs> <laughs> New meaning to suck. Uh, have you ever thought of asking well, Kevin to thanks, Stegron in the crosshairs? Also, what have I what? Have you ever thought of asking Kevin to work Stegron in the crawlspace? Also, what is your favorite Stegron issue appearance? Um, no, I've never thought about asking Kevin to work Stegron in the crawlspace just because I I hate for you know Kevin to think you know have that kind of pressure on him because you know Kevin probably knows I'd kill him um, if he screwed <laughs> Stegron up. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't want that hanging over Kevin's head. Um, my first or my favorite Stegron issue is uh, actually it's it's a it's like a two-parter. It's um it's and it's in Marvel Team Up. Oddly enough, it's it's Spider-Man Kazar and then Spider-Man Black Panther, and they're both fighting um, Stegron. In fact, we did it as a um, Spidey Friday Night Fights. Cool. Uh, one one time. So there you go. That would be Let's- it. Um, he was recently in the, the Roberto Aguirre Casa thing, or everybody was going feral or something like that. Well, even even more recent, he was in um, one of the uh, I think like Avengers Academy. Oh yeah, or Avengers? Uh, no, Avengers uh, Initiative. I think Slot did him in. in oh, okay. Initiative. Uh Stella, what are your thoughts on the Batgirl reference made by Robert Downey Jr. at the Oscars? He he made a reference. I didn't know that. Uh, well, it was more Jude Law saying that uh, the closest he would ever get to uh, 
something was getting arrested in 2000, uh, being in a hotel room with a girl dressed as Batgirl. <laughs> uh, but then Robert Downey Jr. Uh, said she wasn't dressed as Batgirl. Actually, she was dressed as Wonder Woman. It's all about the details. So luckily, it wasn't, you know, Batgirl. Her name wasn't being dragged down um, by being the same sentence as arrested. But it was it was interesting. I had to YouTube it because I don't have yeah. any sort of TV here. So. George, I just Googled, uh, searched Stegron. Did you know that they made an action figure from Toy Biz under the supervillains The Vault line? I was aware of that, and Stegron sent me a memo and, and said uh, this action figure pisses him off because he thinks they totally did a horrible job on his head. You didn't like it? I think it looks kind of cool. You can't it's, even see his eyeballs. That's true. Yeah, you, you can't see his eyes. Um, the tail is underplayed. It didn't have any claws. No, yeah, this thing's but, fail. Where's his, where's his gun? Where's his gun that puts uh, meat on the dinosaur's bones? <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh my goodness! Man, man, man! Where's his meat gun? He doesn't have a meat gun. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Speaking of someone with a meat gun, uh, Zach. Oh, thoughts on the really? Super Bowl. <laughs> you even... went there. You went Your there. Thoughts on the Super Bowl, sir? Well, um, the uh, seating arrangement could have been could have gone a lot better, and the weather could have cooperated more, but. Uh, <sighs> I mean, the game the game went as I hoped it would, in the uh, Packers' favor. As so. Cowboy fans, it was very rewarding to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers lose the Super Bowl in our own town. <laughs> very much that, so. That was very gratifying. I, I, I didn't see I, the game. Did you like any of the commercials? Um, well, I, I, I liked the I liked the trailer for Captain America, even though it's Cap, it's not Captain America, it's Captain United Nations, but. Um, <laughs> Other, than, I mean, I, I like the Thor trailer. I liked uh, Darth I, Vader. The one, was I, the, best. one the one, the mm-hmm. one I absolutely despise was the Doritos commercial where the guy sucks the guy's finger. I wanted to punch somebody uh. in the throat. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know. No, it wasn't funny. It was it was gay. And <laughs> we should we should probably mention how awful that halftime show was uh, with the black yeah. eyed Oh my! Yeah. I had never seen them before. Right? What? I, how, how do you avoid black eyed peas? I'm not a big fan. Dude, come on. They're, one of their lead singers spells his name in lowercase with periods. I, I don't take these people seriously, Brad. Will okay. I? George, I'm yeah, not. I don't, take, I don't take these people seriously. So I watch them for the first time, and I'm sitting here thinking, people pay to see this live? I sing better than this in the damn shower. You know? Yes. Agreed. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. That was just that was awful. Hmm. Sorry. It was pretty bad. It was... What'd you think, Stella? I actually I didn't see it. The audio, wow, the audio quality of of, of the whole thing was was pretty awful too. I mean, this, it seemed like Fox couldn't get their their heads out of their rear ends. Hmm. So, fail. All right, final thoughts, Zach. Before we wrap it up. Oh man, four hours later. Yep. We're uh, we're done. Yep. So I, I'm I'm glad that we're we're done four hours later. <laughs> Stella, final thoughts. I bought a bike. You did. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, a road bike. So. So you're not going to drive to school anymore? Or are you just going to ride the bike? Uh, well, that's ten miles away, and oh, I'd wow. have to leave an hour beforehand. <laughs> and since I already leave at six forty, probably not. But on Thursdays, maybe yeah. since I don't have to teach until one fifteen, I will ride in. And snowboarding season is ending. The snow is. It up. is. Yeah, yep. it's pretty much over. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I was wondering how that global warming thing was working out for your snowboarding. 
<laughs> well, not well on the East Coast. Utah is completely fine. Any new video games you're playing? The Sly Collection. Ah, oh, is that good? Yeah, it is actually, yep. I meant to recommend the, the or maybe I did it last month. I'm getting all confused. I'm getting old. Uh, the Pac-Man Championship Edition, I downloaded that for from the PlayStation Network. That is a lot of fun. If you're an old gamer like I am, if you like Pac-Man, uh, it's kind of a Pac-Man remix. So that's Emphasis on old. Yep, I guess so. I'm wow. 36. I turned 36 last month. I'm just kidding. Because JR is not here, I had to give somebody already. So I'm, no, George is older than I am. How old are you, George? Uh, 18. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do that, at least say you're 21, so you can I drink this. All right, George, your final thoughts, sir. Thank you for filling in, by the way. You did oh, no problem. Job. Great job as usual. Well, yeah, I mean, it's me. But, um. <laughs> and your bacon, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, thanks for, uh, not being mean to me like last time. <laughs> That's because Zach's on the show this time. I... <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Zach's, yeah, that's true. He's like, he's such an easy target. It's like, you know. Our yeah. goal, every time you're on, George, we have to talk about bacon in some form. Yeah. Well, I mean, this time people ask us about it. You know, I know. Blank. What do you think about bacon? Well, I think it's awesome. <laughs> what do you think about Captain Crunch? You know, no longer bacon. Oh, oh, my God. All right. Our last topic, Captain Crunch. What do you think? Oh, my God. Okay. So, okay. So you guys saw what I put on Facebook, right? It is. Yes, I did. Well, I about, about for the listeners about how oh no about how uh, Quakers getting ready to retire Captain Crunch right yeah because the food police are like well there's just too much there's too much sugar in it and the kids are fat and it's all it's all general it's, it's all Quakers' fault because the kids are fat and the kids are fatty fat so Quakers um, not going to advertise Captain Crunch anymore but they're going to yeah, sell so, it so so uh, so this one uh, article came out and and you know saying Quaker was was going to stop. Uh, Basically, doing any ad ad campaigning or any kind of advertising for Captain Crunch, and I guess just let the brand die. <laughs> I mean, Captain Captain Crunch has been around for thirty years, over thirty years, you know. Yeah. More like so. Um, so I posted, I posted on Facebook, and I was like, you know, this aggression will not stand. You know, we can't let we can't let the food bastards win, right? And um, you know, so. But it turns out this thing actually got a lot of press. Yeah. Because everybody has fond memories eating Captain Crunch and getting the roof of their mouth chewed up. And so Quaker had to do a complete 180, and we're talking like in a couple of days, like less than a couple of days. They had to do a complete 180 on their Captain Crunch stance. With within less than two days of this story breaking, Captain Crunch had an official had a, had a revamped website, had an official Facebook account, and has an official Twitter account. And on Facebook and Twitter, he now talks to people in like he's real. They actually have somebody talking, interacting with people like he's actually Captain Crunch. Nice. <laughs> I didn't hear his, about if, this. If you look at his Twitter feed. Captain Crunch um, has a Twitter feed? Yes, Captain Crunch is on Twitter now. And oh, if you look okay. at it, there's there's pages of posts where he's replying to people specifically saying, please don't be sad. They're not. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to stay. Crunch berries for everybody. I mean, we're talking <laughs> really did damage control, which tells me that they really caught uh, some hell for this. Because people like Captain Crunch. I, it was, I posted the story. I had peanut butter Captain Crunch in my damn cupboard. Yeah. And I well, was like, this, oh, hell no. You're not gonna, you'll, you'll take this out of my cold, dead hands. Because, <laughs> because, I mean, where do you draw the line? I mean, they come for this. And then next, the food bastards, the food police will come after, uh, will come after your bacon. The trips are I mean, and the yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, lucky charm. So uh, do we need to revamp our campaign 
on take, their mis- take 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 life, take kicks, take things that suck and that nobody eats. Don't take the good shit. But uh, well, the market should decide what cereal goes. But uh, the the food police are saying that Captain Crunch is has one of the most Cap- sugar for of any cereal oh. stuff. And, and okay, if you're not eating Rice Krispies, you don't add a pound of sugar when you're eating it? Come on. That's true. And Bennigan's, or, or uh, not Bennigan's, but, um, yeah, Bennigan's. Bennigan's used to sell, I remember they used to sell a, a dessert that had, like, I think, like 2,000 calories in it called Death by Chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, that was big enough for, like, I don't know, three or four people, you know? But I, it's, it's it's moderation. Let the consumer make their choice. Yeah, yep. I, I mean, if, 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 first of all, a kid, a kid metabolizes 12 grams of sugar per serving, Far, far differently than an adult does. Way, way differently than an adult does. One serving is not going to kill them. One serving only has like 10 grams, and it's like a third of what they're supposed to have all day. You know? I mean, just give them a half a cup, for Christ's sake. I mean, the kids love the Cap'n Crunch. You don't have to take flavor away just because just because something's bad for you. My God, we wouldn't eat bacon if that was the case. There's plenty yeah. of healthy people out there eating bacon because they're not eating it, sitting around eating it like I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is very unhealthy. <laughs> I don't ever suggest that. But you know, I'm just I'm, I'm tired of the food bastards. Let's let's be done with that. Let people make their own damn choices. Get out of my freaking life. Nice food bastards. And that's a good way to end the show. That's that's how you wrap it up with a bow. Food bastards, get out of my life. Food bastards can go to hell. Okay. <laughs> Revolve, All right, gang. We're gonna get we're gonna get hate mail on that one now on the front uh, page. We, all, we no matter what you do. That's up this latest show. Before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, for supporting this show. They're currently accepting April orders, and they have a great spider trade you might want to pick up. It's called Spider-Man, the Original Clone Saga. This one collects the original 1970s Clone Saga, and it reprints Amazing Spider-Man from number 139 to 150. Also, Spec Spidey, the issues are included are 25 to 31. 129 and 162 and 163. It also has the annual. That's 480 pages of spider clone goodness. So I know Zach is definitely picking this one up. The cover price is 40 bucks. Mail order has it for just 24 bucks and 79 cents. So check them out at our good buddies, mailordercomics.com. Thanks so much for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Thank you.